This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. No real names are used. It's secondhand story time. Hi, we'll here again with episode 20 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. Since it's episode 20, which seems like a good round number, I decided this week to present something really gross. My new friend Aaron joins me for not one, not two, but three stories involving foreign objects going places they shouldn't. That's right, it's the insertion special. Please enjoy. All right, and today I'm here with Aaron, who was introduced to me by a mutual friend at a party. So, Aaron, please, uh, please say hello. Hello. I'm glad you could join us. Thanks for having me. And I say us like there's more than one person, but it's just me. <laughs> I'm glad you could be here. Right. And uh, so you have a story for me today, uh, correct? Yes, yes. A rather offensive story, actually. You know, it's been a while since we've had one, so. Well, excellent. And just to double check, you, you weren't there for any part of this story, right? This is all secondhand? Yes, technically, um, I guess this might be third hand. It is a, uh, I have a friend that told me the story and my friend's friend works in the hospital who actually saw this happen. Okay, so we could probably, if we wanted to make a few phone calls, we could find someone that that could verify parts of this. That You know, supposedly, but I figure once you get a couple people away, you know, mm-hmm. maybe she said friend to simplify the fact that it was a friend's friend, you know, this sort okay. of thing. So no real verifying this. Yeah, I, I almost gave it a shot, but then I realized it was kind of disturbing anyways, and I didn't really want to know. Okay. Well, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and get started. Okay. So yeah, this is, this is from a, a friend who has a friend who works in a hospital. And this morbidly obese woman comes into the hospital and says, I have leaves growing out of my armpits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... you know, the, the person that's there says, well, obviously she doesn't have leaves growing out of her armpits, but there's something <laughs> probably wrong with her. So they bring her into an exam room, and they examine her, and sure enough, she actually has leaves growing out of her armpits. And they're like, well, this is unusual at best. Yeah. And they follow the leaves back along the stem and realize it's a vine. So they, they follow it into a fold of fat. I mean, she's morbidly obese. She's got fat rolls. And so we're not talking morbidly obese. I know the term gets thrown around once in a while, but we're talking about really like, like 400, 500 pounds maybe. I would expect, like, you know those little carts that they drive around on? What are those, rascals? Yes. Like one of those uh, is necessary, probably. Okay, a little rascal scooter. So, yeah, so this vine is wrapped around through the fat rolls. So they keep following it, and they, they keep following it. And it goes down and down, further down her torso. And they see that it's wrapped around her thigh, and they, they realize she didn't notice there was a vine there um, because it was completely obscured by the rolls of fat. And they trace the vine up into her vagina. Oh. And at the end of the vine, they find a potato. <laughs> oh, gross. So, of course, they ask her, um, well, did you know you had a potato in your vagina? And she <laughs> said, well, yeah, because I, I put it there. And uh, wow. apparently she had a prolapsed uterus, which is this like horribly painful condition where the, the little sphincter that holds the, the uterus up and, coincidentally, a lot of the organs in the torso up 
Ooh. Sort of, uh, yeah, it like herniates and allows the uterus to come through. So it's extraordinarily painful. And most people, you know, would get surgery for it. But instead, right. you figure, oh, you know, potato support system. Okay. And, uh, so that was kind of like the cork keeping everything everything in. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So um, I guess they, they needed to perform surgery to, to fix this. Now, unfortunately, the person that, that was there to witness this did not get to see it resolved. He knew that they had to, you know, remove the potato and perform surgery to fix the prolapsed uterus. But I like to think of them as having to remove the potato by, like, grasping the vine with both hands and, like, <laughs> putting a foot on one of her thighs and, like, pulling with all their might, maybe with a couple nurses back-to-back, this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, with a great pop, it, it was released or something. You really know how to paint a picture with words, Aaron. Why, <laughs> thank you. Really gross picture. Wow. Now, you're not kidding. That is gross. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is I mentioned it to a couple of female friends, um, you know, of course, against my best judgment. <laughs> right. And I was like, you know, I was kind of envisioning like a yam or like a like one of those large like baked potatoes. But I guess it could have been a little potato. Yeah, it could have been like a baby red or something. Yeah. And then I was like, so but I assume they must have peeled it because it seems like it wouldn't go in that easily if it was all, you know, rough. Yeah. And they said. Yes, but it would also probably pop back out. It's true. I guess if it was slippery. Yeah. So the question is, did she maybe like peel it into some sort of interesting part slip, part traction pattern? Uh, the logistics of this are just boggling my mind. I know. Uh... Yeah. Like kind of who goes from that, you know, oh, look, here, there's a potato to, man, I wonder how I could insert this in my vagina. Yeah, or who goes from, oh, there's a terrible, terrible pain in my lower abdomen to how can I fix this with staple foods? That's a good question. You know, usually staple foods are what get me into, you know, lower abdominal. <laughs> and so uh, <clears throat> I remember you, uh, you shared this with me at the party where we met. If I remember correctly, you had a couple more uh, stories, a sort of foreign oh, object insertion. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's all sort of coming back to me through this, like, part of my memory that's locked into, you have to be drunk to get into this part. <laughs> um, oh, yes. So one is there was a, I want to say a priest of some sort. What was great is when my friend told me that initial story, mm -hmm. everybody seemed to have a foreign objects in orifices story that um, needed to be told. Right. So I guess this came from another guy who knew another person who worked at a hospital. Who just happened to be at the same, like a dinner table or? Yeah, it was like a dinner table of people who knew people who put foreign objects in orifices. Or okay. That, like, I don't know how this arose. <laughs> um, so anyway, anyways, please yeah. continue. <laughs> Apparently this priest comes in and he's got like an entire potato in his colon, like not really like rectum, more like colon, like right up there. Yeah, so it's it's way in. How did this happen? You know, and it really happened in the the super obvious manner, which was <laughs> said he was peeling potatoes naked, dropped one on the floor, and then slipped and fell on it, and it inserted himself up his butt. Ah. Uh. <laughs> And uh, oddly smelling of lubricant, I'm sure. Probably, probably. I, I just like that visual. I mean, it must land right on its end and somehow like a quarter <laughs> landing on its edge. And then he slips and falls on it. So uh, that's another good one, I guess. Right. Or bad. And uh, 
potato seems like something that you wouldn't want to insert. Like maybe if we're talking insertion, something with a handle, something that uh maybe long that you could pull back out. Potato round. You know, once that sort of closes inside, I'd imagine that uh it's it's there. It's pretty much yeah, like I guess until you go to the uh, hospital and get it removed. Right. I I would like to think that this would cross my mind before I tried, you know? Yeah, I figure if I were trying that, though, I must be in kind of an unusual mental state. Could be. But, I mean, safety first. Oh, definitely. Every time. So I guess, moral of the story, tie a string around the potato before bizarre insertions. Exactly. So let, let me think. There's Was there another one? I think there was one more. Oh, yes. Yes. Another... Now, this wasn't a potato insertion. Right. Oh, man, this is really, this is, I, I should have a couple beers. <laughs> I'll be able to get the details of this one. I want to say it was a remote control. Ooh, that is a change. Yes. And this one's, it's a little believable, you know? Because really? everybody sort of jumped down on top of a couch. <laughs> right. So the story goes, this this uh, young lady jumped down, uh, you know, on her couch to watch TV, supposedly, and um, was molested by a remote control that was standing upright in between the cushions. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. Back door, apparently. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I don't know. A remote control seems really big. You know, it does. I would like to think that that was an accident, just out of courtesy to house guests, because <laughs> she's not the only one that's going to touch that remote, you know? Ooh, that's a good point. Like We have several remotes in our living room for different uh, things, and I don't watch them 24 hours a day, so my roommates could very well be, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff with them and cleaning them off before I get home. And I'd like to think that they would do that with something maybe that wasn't so public. <laughs> if they were so inclined to do it at all. So I was sort of examining my remote control while you were saying that, and I, <laughs> I sort of just put it down. Because <laughs> really, I don't know what's happened to that. In fact, I'm pretty sure, you know, Time Warner, whoever I have, yeah, Time <laughs> Warner Cable, gave me like a used remote. Oh, yeah, we have a used remote too. Yeah, like, oh, hey, the former customer didn't need this anymore because after they had it extracted from the rectum, <laughs> they realized they didn't want cable anymore. You know, something like that. They were going to throw it away, but we were going to charge them $40. <laughs> Ew. So now, now you get it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so that's my, my orifice and foreign object stories. Yeah, that's that's three very good and very different ones. Wow. Well, anyway, I, I have nothing else to say on this subject, but thank you for sharing. They're great stories. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, for having me on and really just disturbing more people. Yeah, well, I'll be sure to spread them around. And that wraps it up. Thanks again to Aaron for sharing that set of stories. Also, big thanks to Ash and Jeremy White for stopping by and leaving comments on the blog. We've got something new this week. Now that we're a few episodes in, I decided it was time to expand our web presence. So I started a Facebook group, I Like Secondhand Storytime. For those of you that joined, thanks. And for those of you that haven't, head on over to Facebook and search for us, or you can find the link at our site. Also at the site, you can leave us a comment, like friends of the show, Ash or Jeremy White. Or you can subscribe so you get the show every week, either through RSS or through iTunes. 
Also, find links to our musician, Gummery, and our license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you'd like to get updates via Twitter, head up to twitter.com slash secondhandstory. Get in touch with me directly at will at secondhandstorytime.com or leave a voicemail for the show at 206-338-3225. Feedback is always welcome. Thanks for listening, and join us again next Thursday.